podcast. Hi guys, how are we doing this week? Um, I understand you can't actually respond that directly back to me, so it's kind of um, a pointless introduction to this week's podcast. Um, and, and in the cold light of day, I am sitting in a garage by myself, um, essentially talking to myself. So, um, you know, they say the first sign of madness is by talking to yourself, the second is answering yourself. So, yeah, best not be doing that. But I'm feeling pretty good. So, in a roundabout way, I, I've done that. How are we all keeping anyway, guys? Hopefully, you are feeling great. You are feeling positive. If not, hopefully, in the next 40-odd, 45 minutes, you will be feeling tip-top and ready for whatever the fucking day has for you. Or even if you're listening to the podcast late at night for your sleep, you'll be so pumped up. You'll be like going, cleaning your teeth. You'll get your dirty day's clothes off you, fucking them in the washing machine. Slash laundry basket, who knows? And just hopping into your PJs, slash boxers, slash gimp masks and suits. Who knows? Each to their own. But all I'm saying is, I hope that you enjoy the podcast and it makes you feel a bit better. Hopefully you don't listen to it and go, eh, I hate that. Because hey, if you do listen to it and go, oh, I hate that, you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> but but just don't listen anymore, you know. But for sure, just at least, at least listen on mute. So still get the the views or the listens, should I say? Because hey, it's not an audio podcast or it's not a video podcast. It definitely is an audio podcast. If it was a video podcast, um, I think you should all be a bit sorry for me because literally, I'm, I'm I do record this in a garage, which is quite funny because um, I think the sound on it is very good. I think it sounds actually better than the Boytime podcast, which is the podcast that Shane taught. Um. Which may add is also frigging hilarious. It's a great, enjoyable podcast. Hopefully, we'll sort a bit of the sound out on that because, hey, we've been recording to a, a small mic, and you know the one I'm using right now is pretty big bit of kit. Like it's a big one, and, and as per, whenever you're working with big things, they tend to just be better than little things, you know. And obviously, you're thinking I'm making some sort of penis-based joke saying that big things are better than small things. Nah, I'm talking about people. What I'm saying is, I'm a big guy and hey, I'm better than a dwarf. You know what I mean? Or a child. Better than those, those guys too. And people are probably going, oh, well, Dave, uh, how do you know what these dwarfs and children are capable of? All I'm saying is, in the purest form, it you just put it into physical altercation and it's a fight. And I beat a dwarf and I beat a child any day of the week. You know, I beat them both. Put a dwarf and a child in the octagon with me, I beat them both, knock them both out, shabam, do I care about it? Nah, because at the end of the day, oh shit, there's a 5-0 coming for me, for making inappropriate comments, about children, and dwarfs, Um, yeah, hopefully, you don't get too, too distracted by that, at siren in the background, that's just the main streets, in North Down, that's what happens, sometimes, you know, the 5-0 come out to shunt you, I don't, I don't know what the terms are, but, you know, you just got to keep yourself right, to be fair, it's probably an ambulance, for some, old lady that lives near me she's probably like fallen off her uh, stool or something in the kitchen and it's, you know what like if you slip off a stool in the kitchen yeah you can get a wee jump might, might make you feel all that great but if you're an old person for real you could break every bone in your body you know that could literally happen but dwarfs and, and kids yeah maybe if you know there's enough of an interest I could start up a GoFundMe page and someone could try and make this event happen. You know, book a venue and I'll fight a kid and a dwarf. You know, obviously, you need to get consent of the parent, of the, the kid. You know, I'd assume the dwarf would be of age. If it's a kid dwarf, fuck it, I'd fight it too. You know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, as long as there's consent and rules, because again, if I just were doing it straight, end up in jail. And your boy's got enough problems right now, he doesn't need to go to jail to add to that. Albeit jail will be a pretty cushy life, especially here. You you get sentenced for GBH or what? Actual bodily harm. Get what? Ten years. I'll just say, yo man, I'm the UDA. Let me out in four, or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Good behaviour. Oh bye. But yeah, other than that, I have had a fantastic week. Um, normally I sometimes find coming on the podcast, I'm like, ah, I'm actually a full on boring guy. Um. What can I tell these people I've been up to for a week? I'm like, uh, well, I went to work, uh, uh, you know, uh, did a bit of working out, uh, put the baby to bed and uh, slept, 
you know that's boring but this week i have had a legitimately busy fun week um you know first and foremost the physique guy journey has come to its first holiday um as you all know if you listen to the podcast hey i am a physique guy and since I've started being a physique guy, more people are coming out um, as physique guys, not as homosexuals. But hey, if you're a physique guy and you want to come out as a homosexual, by all means do that. But what I'm saying is there's been people coming out, they've been chatting to me about it, they've been messaging me on social media about like training and just, you know, basically saying, hey, I'm doing this or I'm doing that, talking about progress. And guess what? I love that. Because if, you know, my big lazy ass can do stuff and make people get up and even just do a wee bit more exercise a day eat a wee bit better feel better about themselves i feel good because you know i'll be totally honest with you i put a thing on instagram um on saturday but the big way in now a lot of people are probably looking at that going man what a fucking shit post now i don't give a fuck about this player's weight you know what i mean i don't care but what i was doing by that is is letting the weirdos know the listeners of this podcast know hey there's going to be a weird update on this week's podcast. And it's the 10-week update. It's been 10 weeks since I've been with my personal trainer, Matt. Um, he's starting up his, his business. He's going to be putting stuff in motion. So we'll be able to like plug his business. And if you're for sure, uh, there'll be some sort of discount. I would say it's like 5% or whatever. If you listen to this podcast, I haven't negotiated with him that, haven't even run that by him yet, so it'll probably be raging, but you know what? I can give a fuck. I do what I do what I want. That's not actually a song, so I wasn't referencing anything, I just made that up. Um <clears throat> But yeah, maybe we'll do something like that to get the people with him because hey, he's been a great trainer. He's worked my balls to the wall for the last ten weeks. Um the first six weeks I just did like proper hard work in the gym I, I did my own diet and believe it or not i know how to how to eat i know a bit about nutrition used to be a personal trainer myself which again is hard for people just know me now to fathom but yeah back in my early 20s that's what it did i knew a bit about it but i just was gotten got to a point where i just got older just fat and lazy essentially i found it easier to just eat shit and needed a big kick up the arse so I started with matt and the first six weeks um, he just made me watch my diet, train me hard, and in the last four weeks, he made me do this really strict, really shit, really annoying, but ultimately really worthwhile diet. So, the final weigh-in of ten weeks, I have lost a total of drum roll, dum ba dum dum dum, twelve point eight kilograms. So for any of you people out there that are older, or like like the working stones and whatnot, that's two stones, 0. 0.02 pounds. I I know it's a bit pedantic, a bit a bit anal about the old 0. 0.2, um, but hey, you like to add that in. You know what I mean? You like to count every pound, um, you know, count count everything. So I'm throwing that in there. And how do I feel about that? The answer is really, really, really great, um. Because throughout the training, all my weights and stuff that I've been doing, uh, repetitions, weights have gone up. Oh, why? But your boy's weight's gone down. So that's hopefully meaning that my strength is improving. My my muscles are getting bigger, but my fat's getting burnt out. Getting sent to the fucking woodshed and taken out. And I'm feeling better for it. And... I've got gone down a couple of trouser sizes, my belt's more, I'm feeling overall great. And what I'm doing now is taking a bit of a break from, not from fitness, because hey, as I've said before guys, it's not diet I'm on as such, it's not a, a, a big blast yourself for 12 weeks or a certain amount of time, it's a lifestyle change. But I'm taking a few days off of because the last four weeks were, were shit. The diet was not enjoyable, um, but... For the next few days, I'm going to just enjoy what I want. Father's Day, obviously, first Father's Day I've had coming, so I'm very excited about that. I am. Um, I'm also going to London for a few days, which I'm buzzing for because hey, as a parent, you don't often get away with your partner without the kid, you know. So we're getting away. We're going to see Pearl Jam live in concert. 
at the O2. One of my favourite ever bands. Love that. Cannot wait to go. And because I'm off my diet, I'm able to have a beer if I want. I'm able to maybe have have a burger, some chips, whatever I want. I can do that because I'm not on a strict diet. So I'm going to do that for a few days. And then when I'm back in NI, in the Gold Coast on Wednesday, I'm going to go back to eating clean. Again, I'm going back in the gym, probably just do a wee break-in session, and back with Matt again next Tuesday, because your boy, he's getting married in November, and that's not far, and I want to look as sexy as possible, like, I, I mean, I've been saying that I want a sleeveless suit in my wedding day, I want to be able to just turn around, and have such pulsating guns that, it, hey, don't even, you know, I want the tailor to be like, Yo, I don't think that you need to have sleeves on your suit because I think you look amazing. I think those pythons they got to be free. I mean, I'm not I'm not a zookeeper. I'm not going to take pythons from the wild and just, you know, keep them in captivity. No, let's them free. It's a python's got to run free, it's a free animal, it's wild. Yo, I ain't gonna be no St. Patrick. I am not going to be no St. Patrick. I'm not going to send the snakes away. I'm going to say, Mmm, that's a sexy muscle snake. I'm going to stroke it. I'm going to keep stroking the snake until it's sick. Sorry, I'm getting perverse now. I mean just your arms, but also I'm sinking penis, you know. But hey, um, that's the sort of shape I want to be in. Pumped. Um, and also my tailor is a real <laughs> bespoke unique guy that I, um, I've, I've shipped in from... Um, the Red Light District of Frankfurt. Um, his name? Yo, it's Dietmar. What's up? <laughs> um, yeah, and, and that's what I want, just to be in great shape. But um, alas, I'll, I'll not have a sleeveless uh, suit. It wouldn't be allowed. But um, if it was allowed, I'd definitely do it. But um, yeah, that's the plan. So to stick at it and to not go off the bandwagon. Although a few days of fun, I'm, I'm treating it like I'll be back. I'll be on it and ready to go. And also... Another reason why I want to be in good nick is because I've got my, my big show announcement. I don't know if any of you guys have seen this yet, but uh, I'd alluded to it on last week's podcast. But on the 18th of July, your boy, the weird one himself, um, the notorious DAV, Papa Bear, the big dog, whatever the hell else you want to call me, fucker if you're my girlfriend, piece of shit wanker if you're my mum. Or anything you want to call me. Me anyway, that's the point. I am doing my show, Dad, in the Accidental Theatre on Wednesday, July 18th. And guess what? What? I've, I've done that weird thing. I said, I've answered myself. I'm going and seeing. But what is? The show's getting recorded. It's going to be my one-hour stand-up special recorded. And it's getting properly done by my man, Michael Foster, uh, or and his production company, michaelfoster.tv. Check it out. Probably one of the best in the game, this guy. Um, if you've seen any of my videos that look really good and you go, fuck Dave, he's got some production quality in this video. It's Mick, because he is, he's nothing short of a genius, you know. And hey, he got his degree this week, and what did the guy get? Yes, right, only a first. He only got a first in film and television editing, or whatever it is he does, because he's the best, do you know what I mean, what else is he going to get, and, yeah, he's filming it, and it's going to be really good, and what what else, you're going, probably going, mm, I might go and see that show, who are you having as your warm-up, whoa, newsflash, guess what, I'm doing my own warm-up, getting it filmed, getting wee bits to put online, so, um, if you haven't been to my last show, Dad at the Strand, um, that wasn't what it was called. That is the show's name, Dad, and it was at the Strand Art Centre. Come to this, and hey, if you were at the Strand show, huh? Come to this anyway, because guess what? This show's gonna be slick. It's gonna be prepared. There's gonna be a couple of extra bits in it, and it's just gonna be hopefully on point and the best show I've ever done. So I'd love to have some uh, some friends of the show at it. You know, some weirdos. Some friends of the Boytown Show at my gig. I would really appreciate that because the support is what makes um, doing what I do possible. So, you know, if you are... Like, this is why I do all this stuff. This is why I do podcasts, make videos, whatever else, is to get, essentially, bums on seats to see me do stand-up. That's the bread and butter. That's what I want. So, 
you know, if you just want to do that, get the tickets. So they're on the Shine website. Um, and just come along with great fun. And guess what? The physique guy will be back by then. But he's having a night off on the 18th of July. Because he's going on the pints. So I wanted to see you there. And I want you to have a good night. I want you to bring your friends, bring your family. Let's fill it out, make a great special. Looks sweet on, on the video. And hey, maybe if I get the footage sold to somebody, you might be on TV. And if I don't, you'll be kept in a nice little CD, in a vault, in a wardrobe, in my garage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You will basically be getting the Fritzel experience. But with me instead of JF himself. Also, as a father, I have noticed recently how my daughter is so loud. So loud. She's got this ability to like do full falsetto screams. And they're loud. They're echoey. They are impossible to ignore. So on the point of Joseph Fritzel, there is no way his missus, Ma Fritzel, could not have heard anything coming from that that uh, seller. So what I'm saying, spoiler alert if you want, news flash if you want, Ma Fritzel, you're a liar. You're a lying bitch. That's what I'm saying. You knew Jay Fritz was up to no good down there. You knew you had something going on. You knew there was something stinky cooking in his kitchen, if you will. You know, you knew it. But you didn't fucking say a word. So you're a sly motherfucker. That's what you are, Mrs. Fritzel. Hey, see if I saw you, you know what I'd do? I'd get my wee fat sausage finger and I'd point it in your face and go, Mrs. Fritzel, you're a really bitch. How do I get them apples, Ma Fritz? But yeah, that's all I'm thinking. I'm I'm going off tangent yet again on the podcast, but hey, that's why it's a weird one, you know? Um, What else? Also, yeah, because I'm going to London, I've been looking up restaurants to go to eat. You know, and obviously we've looked at, at maybe having a nice, like a nice meal on the first night. Um, so we've been looking around places and where to go. And Catherine was all like, oh, there's a few Michelin star restaurants. And I was like, okay, sounds good. Um, and I just started thinking about Michelin, Michelin stars. And like Michelin is the same company as Michelin, right? So how, like Stuck up and tough to people to be that if you're going down like get your tires changed you go oh, I get some Michelin tires but if you're already eating food it's now Michelin like you go uh, I hear you've got a Michelin star mate the person working in the restaurant would be like uh, excuse me why you mean uh, Michelin and I like, oh, I mean I mean my that's fucking what I said wasn't it Michelin you fucking French bastard they'd be like uh, excuse me Monsieur I'm a uh, uh, Parlez-vous français, Michelin, Orston? I turn into Schwarzenegger. It's a. Uh, <laughs> it's a Michelin. The restaurant is Michelin now! What's, what's wrong with you? Yeah, but effectively, what's with that? Why is it Michelin? Like, and I imagine you went down a garage, and you're like, I made my tires are a bit fucked. You wouldn't mind uh, sticking on a new set of uh, Michelin. The person down the garage would be like, the fuck? Mate, be, mate, the fuck you from? Get the fuck back to your own country and all. Fuck off. You bring your family and all. He'd be like, mate, I'm from New North. Oh, I fuck, fuck way off back to her. I mean, that's what it's all about nowadays. These fucking, these, these racist people. Everywhere, like, that, that's just starting to do my head. And I saw a fucking, a banner up. Um, as I was driving, like, sort of towards Newton Art. Uh, I know what I'm doing. Uh, that's not where I live, by the way, in North Art. Gross. Um, and there was, a like, a, sh- a bed sheet uh, over a flyover. It said, free Tommy Robinson now. And I said that, Tommy Robinson. I know it's Tommy Robinson. Um, well, that's what he goes by. This sign literally said, Tommy Robinson. Oh, free Tommy Robinson. Because that's the kind of uh, idiots that would support Tommy Robinson. And what's weird also is that Tommy Robinson literally isn't called Tommy Robinson. For anyone who doesn't know who Tommy Robinson I'm talking about is, you probably assume because I said, free Tommy Robinson, he's a paramilitary. Nah, Tommy Robinson is effectively, um, I suppose you would call him a political activist. Um, but he's like, a full racist right wing activist who was like 
I think he co-founded the the English Defence League, um, which was basically like if you're not a white and from England, you can fuck off. So um, yeah, people over here are now really getting behind him because he's been arrested for um, I think it was just for just being a real bastard. I don't know if that's the actual um, like real term, but I think he did something. Like he turned up at court when there was a uh, I think it was something to do with paedophiles possibly like something to do I don't know I don't know the facts you know sometimes there's no facts I don't want to speak about it he was at a court anyway I think it was maybe just the things as he just says like Muslim people are responsible for a load of these crimes and why are they not getting jail time I think it's something to do with um like uh, there was a guy just so happened to be a Muslim was arrested for or being tried for rape but is um is like identity was being withheld or something if i'm wrong correct me and he was there like live streaming on facebook because that's the sort of shit behavior you get up to when you're a far-right bastard you know but then they arrested him for uh breach of the peace and i think a lot of people are coming out going oh but he's you know having a uh breach of his you know uh human rights or whatever because he's entitled to do that or whatever blah 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 long story short is he's uh, a piece of shit guy and if you're one of these people who are there supporting him you know you're probably a piece of shit guy too do you know what I mean so you know free Tommy Robinson if he's innocent you know if you can get him on something yeah fully lock him up because people like that uh, are not good for the society we're in guys you know like this is what's happening nowadays social media is given a stage or a mouthpiece or a vocal opportunity to idiots that do not need them Hey, where's the, my next uh, tangent going from idiots that use social media? Uh, Jolene Bunting, who is a Belfast City Councillor. Jolene Bunting, who's a big supporter of Tommy Robinson. Free Tommy Robinson. She uh, is right behind him on that. And she just comes up with the most ridiculous things ever. She's an independent councillor just representing the people. But you should for sure check some of her stuff out. Google her. And just see the ridiculous things she come out with. Like it's it's hard going to be a total tool as a politician in this country. Like it's hard to stand head and shoulders above other politicians from here and be a tool. But hey, she gives it a fair fucking crack at it. So if that's her aim, you know, fair fucks to her. Because she's done a hell of a job. Um, And she needs, you know, a do- I doth, doth, I fucking tip my cap to you, alright mate? Because you're a twat. Um, but yeah, that was that, that was that, that went again. I sort of feel like why am I always why do I always end fucking talking about politics? Like people don't want to listen to me talk about politics. But hey, sometimes it's just the way it goes. And guess what? Because I'm off my diet, I've had a few wines today. You know what I mean? I let the booze go to my head. And I thought, if you know, if you drink anything more than five drinks, you start talking about politics and you start saying things like, "Mate, see who's fucking who's." Uh, See those fucking guys who are they're they're taking photos up girls' skirts and all. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. That's the sort you get when you drink too much. You come out with fucking ridiculous stuff they don't actually think. Hey, that was another one. Upskirting. There was a uh, a bill put through uh Parliament to to make that a, an illegal sexual crime, which hey, guess what? Probably is. You know, in my eyes pretty creepy, pretty pervy. Um but upskirtings were like you just go around without a girl noticing, take a photo up her skirt without her knowing for like whatever pervy reason you want. I assume it's to see up her shuck. But um, that bill was put through Parliament and one dude, just one old Conservative MP was like, nah, I'm not going to pass that. There's a whole bill thrown out, back of the line again to come back through another day. But people are outraged with it being like, Yo, why would you turn that down? And... The dude's like, yeah, f- why the fuck not? Like, and I get the depression. Like, a lot of people are outraged and being like, oh, he's such a uh, backwards guy. He's a piece of shit. I just think he's classic. Do you know what I mean? Like, I this dude, he's an old man. He should probably be retired. He, um, nothing better to do his day. So he just heads down to vote on stuff. To vote on the passing, to vote on the passing of bills in the House of Commons. And a lot of the ones he turns down make... 0% sense to turn down like there is not a reason to turn down the upskirting bill Zero, other than the fact he's probably just an old guy looking a bit of banter being like I'll turn it down you're like but why are you doing that and he's like fucking fuck all else do you like bored 
doing it. That's what that's how I roll. And, and that's what he does. And he's like, like same-sex marriage, when it was getting passed in the first time, they're like, I'll give same-sex marriage. To me, that's something that should happen. This guy's like, aye, I agree with you. Fucking not going to pass it. Ew, up a hoot. You know, and that's the kind of way I think, I think he is. I don't think he's, he really knows what's being passed. He just does it for badness. He doesn't actually pay any attention to the bills, what's going through. He just goes, nah, fuck it. What's this? You want the, you want to increase the minimum wage of all women and men in the country by 5%? Ah, sounds a great idea. Aye. Uh-uh. No, don't think so, brother. That's the kind of the way it is. And if he just came out and was like, look, that's my banter. I'm doing it. I'd say, fair play to you, mate. Go ahead. Shoot for the stars. But hey, he's not he's not coming to set in because he's got absolutely hammered in the in the press. So anyway, back to the old uh, rate and subscribe shit. Rate and subscribe the podcast on iTunes and just subscribe on SoundCloud too, please. I've got like three new ratings this week, which will all be five stars, which are really lovely from people. Uh, the first one is from Ronan Kialiu. Um, he said yo spelt my name wrong. But it's a big kiss. He sent me a big kiss. I don't know whether his name. I think maybe what he means is Ronan Kialu. He means Keating, because I know Ronan Keating's a big fan of the podcast. Um, and you know, I know. Uh, that you think that you said a best Well, you said nothing at all. But thanks, Ronan, for saying yo spelt my name wrong. But it's a big kiss. I appreciate that. Um, also. Um, Jenny Auburn too has said I like I like his tagline oh why and she said nobody makes me laugh more than Papa Bear extraordinaire uh, well thank you very much Jenny I really appreciate that review and I even more appreciate the, the extension of the nickname or the XXX Tentacion if you're an American rap fuckboy um, of my name from just Papa Bear to Papa Bear extraordinaire sounds like um It'd be my, my clothing line or something. By Extraordinaire by Peppa Bear. A Peppa Bear Extraordinaire. Mm. And by the way, Peppa Bear Extraordinaire. Bob's your uncle. Fanny's your aunt. That's the name of this week's podcast. Um, Mark Keenan 8 has said, Pure gold like. Big thumbs up. Thank you, Mark. He said, Hey yo, Dave. I've been a listener since day one. And I'm all about your weekly updates. I know that because that's the intro, yo. Hey yo, man. What's happening? Um... As a guy who isn't far behind you in terms of wedding, a PT, and have been warned, a kid, it's good to know you can still be a real sweet guy and a da. Keep up the good work, brah. Hashtag physique guy army. Yeah, major shout out to the physique guys and dads out there, especially with Father's Day and that. Um, and thanks for the review, Mark. I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, it's a lot, a lot going on. Um, yeah, you're getting yourself mar- you're getting married, Mark. You've got a PT and a kid in the way. Is that a kid that you're having? Like, uh, is your fiance pregnant, or are you having the kid? Are you planning just to have one after you get married? Let me know. Um, but hey, it's a busy time. But definitely, uh, keep you know keep realizing that whenever you have a kid, and you do all this shit, older adult stuff that brings you down. Just remember. Life's still fun. Things you enjoy change, but hey, all I'd say if you have a kid, it's just all about adapting, making, still making time to have a good time, and obviously look after yourself. Get down to the gym, keep fit. Listen to me, such a patronising big fat bastard. But hey, I've lost two stones, so I can do it on. Um, I feel like I've uh, rattled on a fair bit here. Um, let me see where like for time. Shit, half an hour. Need to get wrapped here and go and watch Love Island. Um. I go to questions. I went on Twitter. I don't think of literally any questions on Twitter. Um, in fact, no, I do. Maddie Carlton, Carl Tonioni himself, has uh, said one for the weird podcast and sent me a story. Um, that's how we gander at this. Oh, I like the title. Like it's on Vice, but it's um on Vice dot com, but it's under the subsection sex. Firstly, I appreciate the story, Carl Tonioni, but what are you doing on the sex section of Vice, just looking up these sweet stories? And the story is, world record orgy attempt fails to get enough people to come. I assume that means to turn up to the record orgy, not ejaculate, because that would be really weird to quantify. 
Like, do you have, like, a dude from the Guinness Book of World Records walking around just looking for, you know, <laughs> jizz and meat fountains? Do you know what I mean? Is that what he's he's looking for? Like, just just soaky, soaky, soaky chorizos? Is that what he's looking? Counting the jizz? Oh, no jizz there. After boasting it would draw more than a thousand people to a monumental sex party, the event wound up uh, underperforming. The largest... Are the company attempting to host the largest orgy in human history talked a big game. The organisers at Menage Life promised, that's like Menage, like Menage a Trois, not Nicky, and promised they'd cap off Sin City 8, a hedonistic five-day bender in Vegas, complete with clothing, optional karaoke, a kitten play party, and something called the Slot Olympics, with a sex party that would make history, bragging it would draw more than a thousand people for a monumental orgy. When it was finally time for the behemoth bang, Menage Life just couldn't get enough people to come. According to Las Vegas Weekly, only 375 swingers actually showed up to get freaky at the record-breaking attempt earlier this month. That's 125 free-loving folks short of what they needed to break the previous world record when 500 people collaboratively boned in Japan back in 2006. That's a pretty disappointing failure to perform, especially when the company boldly promised to blow that number out of the water. Yeah, Menage, you've mugged yourselves off. You've played yourselves. To be fair, Menage Life's orgy attempt had a lot of kinks to work out. Oi, oi. After Stephen Colbert blew up its spot by pointing out exactly where it beheld, an embassy suites in Vegas, the hotel pulled out, forcing the sex fest to scramble for a new venue. Menage Life managed to lock down the Erotic Heritage Museum, which is basically just an X-rated strip mall. But hours before the group Bone was set to commence, it had to change positions again, finally finding its groove at the green door of Vegas Social Club. We didn't beat the world record, but we were still able to host an amazing event. Considering the circumstances our team had overcome, Menage Life wrote in a press release. Venue changes aside, group sex is a logistical nightmare. <laughs> so if you give Men- you have to give Menage Life props for managing to get 375 people all to bang in the same place. What's funny to me is there's an odd number of bangers there. So if everyone's just at it at one time, there will be one guy just like essentially standing imagine jerking off and I'm sure it'll be guys there'll probably be a load of guys bet you there's about 20 women out of that 375 and 355 dudes just circle jerking each other but um, fair play to you Menage Life and what I'd say to you uh, Maddie, thanks for the story but also Menage Life stick at it believe in yourselves and uh, come back again hard <laughs> hey next time around and smash that record um, if I was Richard Keys, I would say smash that the back doors into that record but I'm not, I'm just the just Davy boy, so but smash it in. Um now the questions on Instagram. Uh firstly I got a video or a message from V Dub Boy who said hilarious video, Dave. Oh I meant to say back there whenever I was talking about Michael Foster earlier, we did a video over the weekend. Um it's kind of like a plug of my show on july 18th but it's basically a video about like how dads really feel about their babies so go check that out it's on my facebook page dave elliott comedy and thanks v-dub boy for that um appreciate it um and back to to the questions uh back to the questions um arts and i have asked what art piece would you most like to be? Um, you know, I'd probably like to be a really famous painting, like really well known, just because it would be worth the most amount of money. Um, but I'd like to be something pretty. I'd like to be something pretty cool as well. I maybe like to be like you know something weird by um Salvador Dali. And um, Pitbull's favorite artist, Daddy. <laughs> I would like to be like his, like Milton. You know the one with the Milton clock on it. I'd kind of like to be that. Cause I think it's kind of weird. It's worth a lot of money, and um, loads of people like it. So yeah, I'd like to be that one. Um, Art and I, please. Um, Holly Crooks has whoa whoa whoa. She has said to me, Dave. Hope everything's good with you and you're settling into your new house. Thanks very much for that, Holly. I'm settling in real good. Um, congrats on the weight loss physique guy. I like the way she already knew there was weight loss without knowing the full weight. 
Um, I was reading an article in Belfast Live about what you can't take to the Taylor Swift concert and I was wondering what kind of crowd they were expecting and Holly's attached to the list. Um, and who's bringing a trident to gigs? Well, um, that is pretty weird. I imagine Poseidon is a big fan of Taylor Swift. You know, her music reaches all um, corners of the earth, do you know? And Poseidon, yeah, must go under the sea as well if they're going to ban tridents. Um, but if you were a singer putting on a concert, what in particular would you ban and what would you allow or would you encourage your fans to bring to shows? Mm. Um, let me just go quickly through some of the things Taylor Swift has banned. The first page is kind of like regular enough. No, no alcohol, audio recorders, bottles and cans. That goes on. Cool boxes. Fireworks. Yeah, don't bring fireworks to the concert. Glass. Gla- like glass. I don't know if she means like glass receptacles or like literal just just sheets of glass, because that'll be weird. And um, large umbrellas don't bring that. Don't bring lightsabers. All right, Taylor. I don't know how big a fan of your work Darth Maul and the boys are, but I don't think you'd be nitrous oxide. Don't don't be bringing that. Don't bring tridents. All right. Um. And uh, what I love is the very last thing. Don't bring unofficial tabards please so if you're going to wear a tabard make it an official taylor swift tabard like if you're working as a dinner lady and you're coming straight from work you may get some taylor swift licensed products attached to that tabard do you know what i mean but holly what would um if i were putting on a concert i'm not going to say if i was a singer putting on a concert i'm going to say hey i'm a stand-up putting on a gig what in particular would you ban i would ban hand parties because they're always a fucking nightmare and i would ban I would ban lightweights. So if you can't handle your drink and you're going to be a PRIQ, I'd get you banned. And what would I encourage fans to bring them to your show? I'd encourage, hey, I'd encourage you to bring friends and family. I'd encourage you to bring as many people as you can so I can get a fucking full house for my next show. Get it sold out. Get the live recording looking sweet. Get it sold. Get me out of the garage. You know, if I get enough dough, I can flip and turn my garage into a studio and then I get sweet guests. Which, by the way, couple lined up hopefully coming within the next month but hey i keep that to myself thanks for the question holly chris henning my man has said well dave another funny podcast last week thank you chris you know what i thought last week's was my best podcast i did i thought it was my the most i've enjoyed doing one and i thought some of the content was pretty good thanks for that chris got tickets to your show what a guy It'll be the first time that I've seen you live. Whoa. I, I must admit, Chris, I find that a bit weird. I always thought that you were like a guy who like, saw me do stand-up first and then get into the podcasts. But I'd like you to let me know. Um, for next week's question or whatever, give me a bit of background how you came across um, my work, if you will. Let me know. Um, but first time I've seen you live, now that you're a physique guy, is there any one exercise in the gym you love and one you hate? Ooh, the exercise I love in the gym is probably, it's hard to say, there's quite a lot of like, I like training my shoulders, a very strong overhead press, would say it'd be something that I like doing, Um, what I don't like doing is like pull up based things, I'm really working on my back at the minute because one of my aims is to be able to do pull ups by the end of the year. So I'm trying to get the body fat down, get the back strengthened, but pull ups are just really hurting my forearm. And you think I would have really good endurance in my forearm all the years of being single? Do you know what I mean? And hey, I was a teenager and used to rip a dick of myself like about 14 times a day. Um, but I don't, I'm a weak forearms now, I'm old age, I'm trying to do pull ups, so I don't like really any back related things. Or anything like running and sprinting. Uh, I don't like that. Um, but all the rest, I, I don't really mind. Um, and thanks for coming to the show. And hopefully you're you're not coming by yourself. That'd be weird. Um, Davey Witt said, Hi Dave. I was talking to a guy in work yesterday. And he was explaining to me how he had described me to another colleague. And said, You know Davey, the stout fella with the beard. And like raised his arms a bit from the side. No, I... Should I take that as a compliment for looking like a strong, sturdy guy? Or should I have slapped him with my obese hand? Hashtag physique guy. Hashtag dream dudes. And what I'd do, man, is fully slap that guy. Um, I'd also maybe 
describe him to me, um, and and be you know be sly to him. But on the bright side, that gives you carte blanche to say you want about that fuck. You know what I mean? He's trying to mug you off, but hey, if you're a physique guy and you're working on things, you'll get him in the long grass. Um, cause that's another thing I hate seeing people call you big man. You're like, yeah, I don't call you bald fuck. I don't call you fucking pointy nose, Google eyed, bird nose, fucking frog eyed fuck. You know, I don't call people like that that call me big guy. You know what I mean? But you should be allowed to do that. If someone calls you big guy, you should be able to hit them back with something that you think would annoy them because it's patronizing being called, hey, big man. You know, you'd be like, hey, fucking yellow tooth. How are you? How are you doing with all the wax in your ears? I'm not saying this is you, Davey, by the way, just in case you're feeling like you're getting absolutely hammered. You have a guy in work calling you stout and fat and me calling you googleized, a Google-eyed big nosed uh dirty eared fuck i'm not i'm just saying just if that's what someone was to call me big man i'd get back in their face and deliver um a bit of a slabber back at them um i, I like the hashtag dream dudes means you've listened to boy town this week where i had to phone a hotel chain and try and book a room for uh book a room in a scenario for 35 south african strippers which to be fair was some of the the funniest podcast material I have ever been involved in. I could not control myself. Um, but but yeah, thanks for the question, Davey. And guess what? If you're a physique guy, keep it up. Don't let that guy bring you down. And whenever you're in the shape you want to be, just go back and kick him in his dick and call him the guy that's just lying on the ground holding his balls. Refer to him as often now on. Um, R.G. Armstrong. Um... See, I don't get the full names on on Instagram. I have to, like, go into the people. I've got Ryan Armstrong has said, Hi, Papa Bear. Would be keen to get your views um, on the podcast of my local convenience shop in London. It has such a good rating, so I was interested to see what the one-star review said. Yeah, there's this place. Um, I don't know if it's Batu or Bathu. I like Batu. It sounds sweeter. Um, and it's a local convenience store, essentially. And he sent me this uh, thing of reviews. All five-star reviews, bar there's one one-star review. Like, some of the, the positive reviews are basically saying, obviously, Sindhu is the owner um, of this local convenience store. It goes without saying. And some of the reviews are, Sindhu is such a nice owner. Great service is one. Another guy, Sindhu is such a nice guy. Gives great customer service all times. In fact, it says, Sindhu is such a nice guy. Give great customer service all times. Don't know if that guy's first language is English, but fair play. Next one, Sindhu is one of the nicest people I'll, I'll ever meet, and his shop isn't too bad. You know what I mean? They're basically reviewing Sindhu here as a dude as opposed to his shop. But then this guy comes in, Martin McCarrick. Like, this guy doesn't even give a fuck about dropping his full name. You know, he's just coming out saying, yeah, I'm Martin McCarrick. And I do not like Batu's shop. I don't like Sindhu as a guy. And what's Martin McCarrick said? He said, in capital, so he's angry. Highly illegal activities going on at this shop. Where do I begin? Such a poorly ran business. This man forced me to drink a beverage called basil juice. It had no ingredient labels, but he swore it was healthy. I took three sips and immediately my throat started to swell up. I began vomiting and expelling diarrhea immediately. The owner, in commas, Sindhu, laughed at me as he took videos of me in my misery. He opens multi-packs of crisps and sells them individually. Terrible business, which I have reported to the Business Bureau, which will be investigating him. His co-worker, <laughs> open... Speech marks, Uncle Ball, close speech marks, also threatened me and tried to touch my dingaling several times. <laughs> this shop sucks. War and in capitals, worst shop in the world. <laughs> oh, Sindhu, <laughs> Sindhu, why is your shop so bad? You're a freaking idiot. I hate you. Oh, what's weird is like. So the guy basically gave him the, this drink that made him shit himself and be sick. And then he's more pissed off. He's like, yeah, he also nearly killed me. But the fucker sells multi-packs on their own. 
Martin McCarrick, you need to sort your life out of that. So I just, you go from that. You should be like, look, he's giving me some drugs. I feel shit. Go to the police. Don't go on the Google review. But hey, Ryan, I appreciate you sending me that. That was great. And as I'm in London myself, uh, very soon, I'm going to maybe take myself to Greenwich and go and visit Batu. And then I might see if Sindhu can hook me up with some of this sweet basil juice. And maybe I'll shit myself. And I'll say, you know what, Sindhu? Fill him away, mate, because this will be hilarious. And I'll say, especially tag my boy Ryan Armstrong for this because he, he needs to see it. Gareth Owens has said, Is it just me, or did your voice seem really different than last week's podcast? I actually thought it was someone pretending to be you. Now, that would be weird. Gotta throw that one out there to the other weird warriors. That being said, it was a great pod. Um, Yeah, Gareth, I don't know. I think maybe I moved the uh, mic around a bit and also had a wee bit of the sniffles last week. So maybe it just didn't sound like myself. And I was also buzzing and I recorded the podcast in the morning as opposed to late at night so I wasn't all sleepy. I was just buzzing. I was ready to go, hey, and maybe I snorted a bag of coke. Maybe it didn't. <laughs> but that's what it was. But yeah, it was definitely me last week um, and I enjoyed it. And it's me again this week. So hopefully I sound the same as normal. Um, and the last question... For this week's podcast, uh, it's my man Chris Barr. I'm just saying, uh, not because of you, Chris. I love you, much love and respect. But um, he's dropped me a story, which there's a picture attached, and it looks so gross. Anyway, he says, Hey Dave, apologize for my absence on last week's podcast. I was away in Amsterdam for a few days, so didn't have time to research a story. Here's my weird story for this week, and he sent it to me. Um, and I'm going to go into the story first before I go to the question. It's going to make me feel really bad, this. Ugh. The title of the story, it's from The Sun, so you know it's going to be quality journalism. It's The title is Foot in Mouth. Man serves pals his own flesh in tacos after doctors let him keep his amputated foot following horrible motor or horror motorbike crash. Oh my god. The Reddit user claims to have served his friends his own flesh as part of a gruesome dinner party. Motherfuck. A meat-loving Reddit user has claimed he cooked and served his amputated leg to friends at a stomach-churning dinner party. The unnamed man, who goes by the username, incredibly shiny short. Yeah, so he's a classic guy. A real classy dude. If you call yourself short, which is, of course, when you fart and a bit of shit comes out, yeah, you're a shit guy. He has said, I even posted gruesome pictures of his bloody part as proof, along with snaps of the supposed meal which followed. That's fucking stinking. Um, he said, he claimed he had his right foot removed by doctors in a motorcycle accident in 2016. Speaking of Vice.com, the Reddit user claims he and 10 pals feasted on tacos filled with human flesh, which was sautéed with onions and peppers. He said, so my friends and I, and I always had this joke that if you could try human flesh with an ethical and healthy way, you would. And we always said, of course. Well, the opportunity came up and I called them in on it. That is fucking awful. A piece of meat, which the user claims to be his own flesh. There's a photo of this. Basically, what's happening here is this guy's just cutting up what he's claimed to be human leg. Looks a lot like uh, a bit of sirloin steak or something, my man. He said the marinated human flesh, which is supposedly sautéed, was served in tacos, the online poster claimed. Um, and apparently it shows his dinner party. Yeah. While he claims the remains un- or while while his claims remain unverified, U.S. religious laws state that the patients can retain ownership of their amputated body parts in order to ensure that their funeral corpse is complete. In the Reddit thread, Shiny claims one of his friends spat me into a napkin, while he claims that the other phoned him the next day to apologize for pooping him out. But despite some of his pals not enjoying the alleged meal, which is supposedly prepared by a chef friend, the online poster says he enjoyed the taste of his own flesh. When asked by another user if the meat tasted like chicken, Shiny replied, no, like bison, but chewy. Yeah, so fucked up. Don't eat your own, you know, don't be a cannibal. Um, unless, like, his name, his name's actually Dr. Lecter. I invited some friends around. And I ate them with some fava beans and a nice little Chianti. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. That's so gross. Um, it's actually made me feel a wee bit sick myself there, Chris. Um, well, hello, Clarice. Um, but what Chris has asked is, what I want to know is, what's the worst thing one of your friends has cooked you? Um, see, a lot of my friends are good cooks. Um, the worst is probably whenever I was 
um, sharing a house with a few friends. Like back in the early days, we all moved in together. And as you know, if you've done a house share, in the beginning, there are all these hopes, all these dreams for it's going to be a harmonious level living environment. But then it all turns out it's awful because your friends turn out to maybe not be the standard of hygiene or cleaning up after themselves as you would like. So it gets annoying. But what we decided in early doors, we're like, you know, we're going to make, we're going to go round about, there's four of us, we'll cook a different meal. So one of us will cook dinner for all four of us every night. So it'll be like on a rota basis. And then like a couple of nights, you just sort yourself out. So I went to all this trouble to make this nice like two course meal for the boys. Made a nice lasagna, all home prepared, sorted it myself, got all the ingredients, put it together. You know, made a nice big lasagna dish for the boys. Got the garlic bread going, made a nice dessert, got some beers in for them. Did all that up and it was great. And I was like, you know what, I put a lot of effort in this. Probably cost me a bit of dough pulling it together. You know, the, the beers and wines and stuff. I think it was just beers because I was like young all the time. But anyway, besides the point, and I thought this is real good. This is what we're going to get. This is the standard. Turns out that the other boys weren't at the same culinary standard as the big dog. And the very next night, my friend was preparing dinner for us. And what I effectively had for my dinner was pasta with chopped up bacon and peas. Just mixed. No sauce. No nothing. Just pasta. Peas. And chopped up bacon. Was the bacon smoked bacon? Nope. It was just plain bacon. And the meal? Ugh, disgusting. So if you're one of these people that likes to be a shit cook, don't cook for your friends. You know, just, just put your hands and go, you, I can't cook. I'm real badly shit at it and I'd just rather not do it. Because see, if you are a shit cook and you make food for your friends, you should jump on a bayonet. That's all I'm saying. Go to like some sort of old historical warehouse that sells old weaponry, historical weaponry for show purposes. Purchase a rifle with an attached bayonet. Nestle the bayonet under your chin, jump up and land on it. And I feel strongly about making shit food for people, so do that. But guys, that's been another episode of the Weird Podcast. I wanted to do a short one again this week, but shit, I've just gone and talked for 52 minutes. Whoa, mind blown. So guys, in closing, thanks for listening. And if you haven't already, hop on iTunes, five star review please. And write a wee bit, a bit, a bit about it. I'll read it out in the podcast. Get on Shine.net. Get on my social media. Dave Elliott Comedy. The Dave Elliott on Twitter. And get tickets to my show. Dad. July 18th. 2018. And I'll see you next week. Peace.